Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Mike Mellon. He is the founder and CEO, COO of Smart Sites. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Timmy. Hey, I'm super excited to talk to you. We are going to be digging into your entrepreneurial journey. Um, I want to try this question out on you just, just for fun. Um, so do, do you currently today do the thing how what what did you think that you were going to do growing up when you were a kid and how close to that thing are you today far away um (laughs) i'll explain so i always liked um i guess you could say as an entrepreneur as a kid uh even i remember having a yard sales uh, as a kid i would get uh, all the neighborhood kids together and we would make yard sales so kind of i had this vision that hey, I would have like five and 10 of my best buds and we would create something cool. And yeah. that was kind of my my vision even early on. If that was possible, that would be my dream. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and the biggest difference is when we got to, we're fairly large. And when we got to five to 10 employees, I kind of realized that I can't stay there. It was kind of a pipe dream. And the reason is because like me, our best employees were the most driven. So they wanted to have five or 10 employees under them as well. So, you know, all of a sudden um, we had to, I couldn't stop the growth. You know, Um, (laughs) if I did, I would lose my best people. You know, that's what would happen. So uh, yeah, definitely where I am today is not at all what I envisioned uh, earlier on. Yeah. Let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. So starting as an adult, well, did you know that you were going to start companies when you were in college? Um. Maybe quite a bit. So um, it was one of those things that I think I was um, around at a time um, at a just opportune time when the things on the internet and g- digitally were getting uh, evolved. Um, and I remember my older brother, who's also my co-founder, he's six years older than me, and he was really into that stuff too. And even more so the tech side of it, he would put uh, computers together, you know, by parts and by pieces. And our parents would give us uh, time to be on the computer, you know, so I would yeah. get uh, like a 15 minute increments, you know, uh, that was my time. And uh, I would donate my time to my brother. He would teach me some things. Um, and he kind of got involved in the tech side, maybe development and hardware and such. Um, and that was... Um, you know, kind of like, you know, that is not adulthood, right? <laughs> that was uh, more so childhood. When it came to college, <laughs> actually, uh, now there's digital marketing courses, right? There wasn't before. Uh, marketing wasn't, you know, uh, really, a, uh, you know, something you can major in uh, as well. And I yeah. ended up going to a really good school, uh, which was Cornell University, but they did not have such a degree at all. So what happened is I got into their school of hotel administration and it kind of okay. said, what the heck? I guess I will, you know, I got into this good school. It was like a rich school for me. Didn't think I'd get in. I got in. So I guess 
that's what I'm doing. I'm going to work in hotels and, and this digital computer website stuff I did with my brother, you know, I guess that was a hobby. That was like a side thing. Now my future is hotels. And uh, really quickly, I realized that I do not want to work in hotels. A lot of my uh, you know, classmates, they're so passionate about it, uh, whether it's restaurants or hotels or, you know, that whole industry. And I was not at all. So, you know, just by manner of, hey, well, if this thing isn't me, you know, what else can I do? I kind of went back into my pre-college days and said, hey, maybe those website things I toyed around in, maybe that could actually be a career for me. And in a kind of a backwards way, that's how it all started. Awesome. So give me the origin story of Smart Sites, your company. Sure. So uh, when I kind of, you know, had the realization that I don't want to work in hotels and I'm about to graduate in this hospital, you know, with this hospitality degree. And I was like, "Uh oh, you know, what, what do I do now? Um, And while I was still in college, I was kind of testing the waters with some website things. I uh, started a small company. It was called Back and Build. And we did SEO uh, white label. So we did it for other agencies who then resold our services. And Mm -hmm. I did that throughout college. And it was actually successful. I was making good money, you know, enough to say, hey, maybe I could run this instead of, you know, getting a real job, right? Um, And, you know, just how my parents are, um, you know, dropping out really, you know, I I couldn't do and there's too much pressure for me not to drop out. And I'm happy, you know, of course I didn't, right? So even though I realized, hey, this isn't my path, you know, I still want to get the degree. And um, it motivated me, you know, instead of dropping out, my alternative was, working really, really hard so I could graduate early. And that's what happened. I was able to graduate in three years. And I called up my brother. He was working at Publicis. So he was doing marketing for a big agency, you know, nice, comfortable position. And much to my parents' dismay, I convinced him to (laughs) quit his job. And it was the day after I graduated, actually, that we opened up um, our office. Um, And that's a little bit over nine years ago now. Nine years ago. Wow. Um, How do your parents feel about it now? Yeah, now they're happy, but they're <laughs> happy, but, you know, they still have, you know, some of those things they're like, hey, you know, you're not fighting with your brother, are you? And, and we don't, and we would never, and we don't at all. And, you know, some brothers do, but, you know, they still have that kind of, a, hey, everything is okay with you guys. And again, it totally always is, but, you know, yeah. just how parents are. Awesome. Give me the, uh, give me the in a nutshell of what your company does. Uh, So we're a digital marketing agency. We do SEO, and that's really how I founded the company, doing SEO. And uh, we're sort of SEO for white label for other agencies. I want to work with small businesses, and and that's really where I felt we helped the most. And I don't know, it wasn't corporate. It was, you know, you see more of the fruits of your labor, and I really liked helping small businesses. Uh, But doing just SEO wasn't enough to help them. And usually they're too small to get a, a web design company, an SEO company, a pay-per-click company. You know, uh, they just need one company that gives them grosser business. That's it. Um, so naturally, we're start off with SEO. We introduce pay-per-click and also web design development. So that's really our three core areas of expertise. It still is SEO, pay-per-click, and web design development. Are most of your clients coming to you looking for web design or is it they're, they're coming looking for all of those things? Most of our clients come to us looking to grow their business. Yeah. You know, simple gotcha. as that. Whether it's a doctor looking for patients, a roofer looking to get more jobs, um, they don't come in with an acronym. Uh, they come in with, hey, help my business or here are my goals or, um, you know, and especially when times are a little tougher, they're saying, hey, I have 
three, you know, trucks out there not doing anything, <laughs> you know, and that's the phone calls we get. And whether that involves into, you know, upgrading their website presence first, uh, or going straight to pay-per-click or taking yeah. a long-term SEO approach or a hybrid of all three, um, you know, that's on us to most, uh, you know, lead the strategy and they come to us with just the, the business problem, if you will. What is unique about the way that you serve your customers compared to other other digital marketing agencies? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. There's a few things. So first off, our origins, you know, a couple of things there. Number one is that we started off as a reseller, you know, as white label. And when we made the transition to helping with small businesses, we decided to keep our prices the same. You know, so we knew other agencies are selling our own, you know, our products for threefold the price, if not more. Uh, specific our SEO, $50 per hour. That was the wholesale rate. And then another agency would take it all the way from $150 to sometimes as high as $300 we'd see they charge. And we said, hey, we're going to go direct to small businesses, but we're not going to try to double, triple, quadruple our prices. We're going to keep it there. And actually for nine years, we've, we've kept it there. We haven't increased that price for nine years. Uh, so number one is the value. Hey, we're yeah. not, you know, and, and sometimes I've, and when I look at growth, sometimes I even look to buy other companies, other agencies, and I would look at their books naturally to see, hey, you know, if I acquire them, uh, could I, you know, put in our efficiencies? And the thing is, they charge a lot, you know, for the things we charge so much cheaper at. So, you know, that was never an option for us because we would either have to keep charging as much as, you know, they did um, or, just make less money. So that doesn't make sense to purchase them. So, you know, our margins, if you look at our books, if investor does, um, our margins are worse than other agencies, but at the same time, we deliver more value. And I think that's, you know, the long game. And and number two, kind of playing to the same uh, thing. uh, We're a family business. Uh, It's myself and my brother. Uh, There's no board of directors. There's no investors to answer to, uh, nothing like that. So, you know, we could make the... (laughs) non-financially, you know, smart decisions to increase our prices like everyone else does, we could, again, kind of look at the long game and say, hey, you know, we could keep it at this. We're going to keep all our clients. We're going to get new ones and let that be the way we do business. And um, it's been going very well since. Yeah. Yeah. I like the emphasis on long game a lot. Um, Over the last nine years, what have been some challenges to your business that you have had to overcome or thing or ways in which you've had to innovate. Sorry about that. Um, so I, I I think I'll just um, first speak upon just the um, the nature of growth, um, and that was a challenge for us. Um, again, just being a family business, um, we took pride in you know touching every single client, you know every single project, every single campaign. You know, we were able to see it. We were able to touch it. We were able to talk to all the business owners and really control it, you know, from beginning to end. Um, and as we grew and we had had to make hierarchies, you know, layers of uh, uh, just, you know, internally within the company, uh, we realized that we can't touch everything as we did before. Um, and that was, you know, that was very tough for us. You know, hey, yeah. what if we do lose that quality, you know, that kind of quality control aspect you know, what happens then? And it's, you know, especially for an agency, it's, it's not like we have like a product and we're producing it, you know, an agency, it's all about service. It's all about your reputation. You know, a few bad, um, a few bad campaigns, a few bad experiences could really, you know, uh, 
in a, you know, kill an agency. It really can. Um, yeah. So that was, that was tough. Uh, but we're, you know, fortunate that really we grew, we're growing pretty fast, 30 to 50% per year, but it was also slow enough that especially in the beginning, we really got to know our core team and they've been with us, you know, uh, I don't know, all, all our leadership, you know, we're nine years old. Our leadership has been with us for an average of over seven years, you know? So th- these are people really we've, you know, held from the start. Um, and because of them, they were able to kind of take, you know, the same things that we did in the beginning and make their own little pods of teams and grow that yeah. way. So yeah. um, it was tough, but it was more so maybe like a psychological barrier that we had to, uh, you know, pass to say, Hey, listen, these guys are doing it better than we did. And in and, and many aspects they were. So. I love it. I love it. Um, the purpose of this show is to focus in on a tipping point of success for your company. So think about a time when you were banging your head against a wall, a difficult decision you had to make, or something that happened that tipped you towards success with your company. Yeah. So um, earlier on um, the company, and we're talking about um, you know maybe I don't know three years in or such. As in, uh, we had a big office, we had rent, we had full time employees, uh, maybe. I don't know, six or seven, you know, we're paying their salaries. So we have expenses now. Um, and most of our business uh, at that time was SEO. It was a search engine optimization component. That's what we started off as. And even though we were doing a website or two back then, really it was 90% of our profits really came from SEO. And then Google changed the game, you know, yeah. and they did it very radically. Yeah. Um, and such that most of our, um, you know, most of our strategies stopped working and, yes. you know, overnight, you know, it really was overnight. And, you know, a lot of clients called and said, Hey, listen, like what's, you know, what's happening, you know? And, um, you know, that was, that was tough. And it wasn't, again, it was, it was really tough because we couldn't even say, Hey, you know, don't worry, we're going to do, you know, plan B instead, because at that time, no one knew what Google was going to do. So really yeah. the best course of action for us to recommend was don't do anything, you know, which is tough because, Hey, this is, you know, we have employees and um, yeah. you know, what are we going to do? And um, yeah. I, I How think did that you was... handle that? How did you handle Google's yeah, so, change? So, and for listeners who are unfamiliar, explain a little bit what that change was. Yeah, so uh, Google's algorithms update a lot, and that naturally happens. Uh, but before it wasn't the case, and it was very stagnant. That you know these were the things that worked. So you could have a web page that you want to rank for uh, red shoes, and you could have red shoes fifty times on the site, and you could have other blogs linking to your red shoes page, also with the words red shoes, and and that was uh, the path uh, to get you quickly on top of Google for red shoes. And yeah. then uh, Google, and, and they named their algorithm updates, their algorithm updates. There's pandas and penguins. There were cute names. What they did was not so cute. And so they would <laughs> release, you know, kind of this massive change on everyone. What was the and, name on this one? Uh, I, I think the first ones were uh, pandas. I think panda. Pandas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later came the penguins Attack of the and, pandas the, and the and hummingbirds. The yeah. 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 Um, you know, so, so yeah, this, this was released and, um, again, algorithm changes you, happen yeah, and, often, but the, all of a sudden this was massive and everything that worked before no longer worked. Yeah. And, and backlinks was the strat for you guys. That was the methodology. So how did you recover from that or how did you pivot or what did you do, have to do? 
yeah, the, the brand was literally called Backlink Build. <laughs> you know, that was that was it. Yeah. Um, so uh, what we did is we had to, and we knew we had to do it earlier on. We had to diversify, and uh, we took a page out of uh, you know Facebook's book, um, and we did what uh, they coined the hackathon. Uh, so we got our core team in, and we said, "Hey, listen, we're going to work 24 hours, you know, day and night, um, and we have to solve this because everything, you know, what we're selling right now just isn't working." Um, and SmartSize was born uh, from a hackathon. Uh, the actual umbrella company is called Melon. You know, the brand was originally Backlink Build, and SmartSize was born in around year three uh, with the notion of, "Hey, listen, we'll still do, still do SEO, but we have to very quickly introduce." you know, everything else because SEO isn't going to work for some time. And we know that. So we have to introduce uh, new offerings. Um, and that's when we started introducing pay-per-click and we knew these things. Well, we did it for ourselves. We did it for some clients already, but it wasn't a streamlined service. There was no marketing behind it. Um, and that really, you know, pushed us in that direction. What, what's your, uh, what's your strat now for SEO? Um, it's more, uh, what can I say? Uh, SEO is a much better product and service uh, than it was, uh, you know, when I started. Uh, because when when I started, again, around yeah. eight nine years ago, or nine plus years ago, uh, rather, um, the stuff that worked well, you kind of like cringe and say, yes. uh, like I guess this works for Google. Like I guess this is Google's game, but yeah. it doesn't." You know, you look at it and you're like, this doesn't work for people. You know, it's yep. not a people strategy. This is nope. just for Google. Um, and now those two things actually align. So the content that ranks really well for Google happens to be the same content that people love to read. Uh, they use attributes. <laughs> what you know, do you such, know? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's there. Yeah, Google got much better. You know, thank goodness. You know, it was definitely as a user of Google's, you you know, they were heading down a very bad path. You'd you know, click the top things in search results and you'd say, uh, why, why is this here? You know, it's not what I'm yeah. looking for. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the long game, definitely, um, you know, Google got it right. It was just really pivotal, you know, just the fact that that's all we, basically all we offer at that time, you know, that hurt us, but it was short term and, you know, we had enough cushion to, to survive and we acted quickly enough to survive. And, um, but yeah, the, again, it's similar. It's still, Hey, let's get other sites to link to you. Uh, let's do some exchanges of content. Let's work on really good content. So the fundamentals are there. It's still the same team, by the way, you know, now the writers are just writing for people, quite frankly, and, and not just <laughs> for Google. So, uh, wonderful. <laughs> um, what are some problems that you are currently facing in your company and tipping point, tipping points that you hope to get to? Um, so I, I think the, the challenge, you know, kind of remains with layers of, uh, growth. So, you know, for example, um, you know, it, Hey, it was just a few people, right. And it was all very horizontal. Right. And then we said, Hey, you know, you're going to head all our project managers and you're going to head all of sales. And, you know, and we built that and the director of project management got really good at, you know, uh, managing their project managers, one project manager, two, three, four, five, you know, uh, and now we're at nine and we're saying, uh Oh, now this now needs extra management, right? So it's, you know, now this needs an extra layer and you can't just have, you know, a meeting with all project managers because there's 10 people in one meeting. If it's a 30 minute meeting, 
no one is really talking, no one's really listening, you know, so processes just take a much bigger strain uh, than, you know, than they did before. So, um, yeah. and again, it's uh, the, the good and bad, you know, we don't have a, you know, it's a family business. There's no umbrella company. There's no kind of like guiding arm to say, Hey, follow this blueprint. So it's kind of, you know, we're, I mean, I want to say we're taking things slowly. No, it's, it's moving pretty quickly, but you know, we have to adjust uh, Yeah, we have to adjust and it, also short term, but you know, it'd be silly of me not to mention, you know, COVID obviously was a big impact yeah. um, on business. Uh, the background you see behind me, it's our brand new office that we got in February, right before we had to close it down. And now, uh, you know, I have it as a very expensive virtual background. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and, uh, we are, uh, you know, all working from home, and um, and a lot of our clients had to uh, drop off, and um, you know, we had contracts, but quite frankly, we let all of that go, you know, try to convince yeah. a hotel to keep, you know, paying us when they, you know, <laughs> laid off all their employees, yeah. you know, uh, so all that we had to say, Hey, listen, you know, we hope things will be better and, and you'll come back, but, you know, of course, you know, we will let you go. Um, and, um, yeah, that was definitely a rough, um, yeah, that was a rough, I want to say, I mean, still rough, but uh, the first few months uh, for the business at least was definitely the toughest where we're yeah. looking at things and saying, hey, listen, we could survive next month, but I don't know about the month after that. And then we'd say it again, and then we'd say it again. And and luckily, just at the right time, kind of uh, things picked up a little bit. Um, and, and now we're back to, you know, I could say, uh, well, we're back to actually better than normal. You know, where would where would we be if COVID never happened? I imagine even better, but uh, we are better now than we were pre-COVID. Uh, we're one of the, you know, the lucky ones that yeah. we service enough businesses across enough areas that, you know, we're able to cover the industries that uh, just aren't working right now. Yeah, man. Awesome. Mike, thank you so much for being on this show. How can listeners connect with you? Uh, thanks, Timmy, for having me. Uh, well, smartsites.com. Uh, you could go to our website uh, right there on the right side. Uh, it says, I think, like, get help or need help. You can schedule a meeting. You could call us. You can email us, etc. You can also find me on LinkedIn, uh, Michael Mellon. I don't think there's too many Michael Mellons. There's there's a real estate agent in Ohio and, and me. So, um, you know, you could friend both of us. <laughs> One of them is me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you Perfect. can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, buy, buy a home in Ohio while you're at it. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Love it, Mike. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.